This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I want to give a, I don't know if I'll call it a post-mortem or some best practices or lessons learned from some of the work I'm doing helping entrepreneurs that want to grow through acquisition or are looking for that first round of funding. So to identify exactly who I'm talking about, it's somebody that has a great idea for a new product or service, somebody that is looking to acquire a business and instead of starting from zero, bolt on their ideas to a business that is already in existence but has an opportunity to be purchased and then have that growth accelerated. Um, Both are things that I'm very fond of and I know with the right people, the right strategies and the right mindset absolutely can work and rapidly accelerate the process for a potential business owner. But what I want to do today is compare, contrast, and give you the top tips for what works, what doesn't work, and hopefully save you a lot of time and money from potentially buying a course based on the concept of zero down, whatever it is. And this comes from a couple different levels, and it's really helping me frame a conversation that I'm going to have tomorrow with somebody that might end up becoming a client of mine that found some of my information through a couple of different business funding groups that I'm in. Um, I hadn't spoken to the person previously. And the questions that came to me was, hey, I saw some of your information in this group that covers no money down acquisitions, consulting for equity, these types of groups. And there's a lot of very valuable information inside of those groups, whether it's sheets to help you break down deals to see if it makes sense and if they cash flow, to helping you identify different ways that you might structure one of those deals. And I'm going to go through a couple of what those sound like, because there's a good chance if you're interested in these conversations, you've seen some of the marketing from people in the space. It would make sense. So when we hear the zero down buying of a business, The way that that works most of the time is saying, find somebody that's willing to do seller financing. Okay, great. Most business owners that run a quality business simply aren't going to do that. Like if you run a business that is doing $10 million a year in top line, not as likely that you're going to be willing to do a seller finance just because the multiple on that, you're talking about a $100 million deal. So that limits you down a little bit to probably talking about businesses doing more no more than $3 million a year. And at that inflection point, there is some opportunity for flexibility. And I want to grant that and honor that because somebody in that range 
is the individual owner operator that is usually maxed out at capacity. They've grown it as much as they physically can. And they've been in like a holding pattern for probably a few years at this point. And it's Groundhog Day for them. They don't have the skill set to take it to the next level, but they also aren't hiring a coach, a consultant, a guide to take them to the next level. Ironically, the other side of what I do. And I know that because I've done some information gathering with those types of people. So in the business for sale by owner groups, a lot of the times they will say, hey, I want to sell my business. What's it worth? And I don't pitch people. I give them honest assessment. You know, there's a lot of people in these groups that say, oh, well, you know, the standard is you get three times your SDE. And that sounds great, but that's only true if your business is operating properly. Unfortunately, I have a newsflash. It's probably not. Your books probably aren't in exact order ready to be audited. There's expenses that you'll have to explain out. If you as the owner of that business are involved in sales, involved in marketing, involved in estimates, involved in whatever different parts and pieces, you need to demerit for those actions. So if you as an owner are involved in four different parts of the business, somebody that's looking to buy that business who isn't going to want to do the exact same thing that you did, which obviously isn't working, which is why you're looking to sell. They're going to need to hire four different people. So if you're taking a salary of, say, $200,000 a year, if the cost of replacement for those four different people is more than $50,000 a year, there's going to be some additional reduction off of your SDE total, and it's going to drop. SDE means seller discretionary expenditures. Depending on if you do a cash basis or accrual basis, the, the math works out differently, but basically what you're paying yourself and the profits of the business, that's SDE. So let's say you're taking home $200,000 for yourself and there's an additional $200,000 in profit, that's $400,000 in SDE. And as somebody that's going to look to buy the business, you need to be able to replace all the functions of that owner and cover the debt service of that business inside of that $400,000. And then, and only then, are we talking about the money that you actually get to take home, which is your risk premia for acquiring the business. So if it takes $350,000 between debt service and replacing the current owner's function, you're only going to make fifty grand a year. Not the most exciting thing, especially when you've taken on the risk of the business. So where a lot of these groups come in to try to help with a lot of the down payment side of the house is they'll say, well, we'll get the owner to finance. Um, there's also, well, if they have equipment, you can lend against that equipment. And they're going to give you a couple different ways that you could do some of this stuff. And all of it is going to depend on that owner wanting to do that. And a lot of them are not going to want to do that. So say it's a company that has $300,000 worth of vehicles. Theoretically, you can 
put a lien against those and provide the owner with cash. Use that as your down payment. But all of that requires them to allow you to leverage their own assets. And frankly, the amount of people that are going to want to do that, it's a very limited pool. A lot of these people are looking to be paid out. You know, maybe they'll finance 20% of the business for a couple of years. You know, it's a good way to get their tax liability down because they didn't properly structure their business. Side note, if you're looking to own a business and want to know the proper structure so the IRS doesn't take half of your money when you sell your business, let's have a conversation. Uh, There's ways to do it. But going back to trying to do the zero down model, you're going to need some sort of finance. And that's usually going to be SBA. And they're usually going to want at least 10%, probably 20%. Now, if the seller is financing, that sounds great. That's going to drop down the total amount that you need to finance. But realistically, you're going to need to have some money up front if you can't, if you have to do these kind of a deal. And I'll give an example. So I was helping a manufacturing company and we're trying to find a way to raise money for them. And I'm able to raise eight figures in lending if need be. Um, I'm actually in process with uh, one of my clients right now to do the same thing. So I know how to do these things. I've got the capability to do these things, but they didn't want to put any money out up front. And I'd had another company that said that, and I've got to ask the question. If you can't raise $100,000 to get $15 million, well, I guess it'd be $150,000. Are you really in a position to acquire that business and take on that debt service? Without a guide, without a coach, without a mentor, whatever you want to call it, a consultant, you're probably not ready for that. Now, if you do have somebody like me that can help you guide and do the work to correct processes and make things efficient, yeah, there's a possibility. But if you can't bring capital to the table, you're going to be limited. And that's where there's some actual good information on the zero down. There's an opportunity to meet and have what you might call an angel investor. So if you want to buy a million dollar business, you're going to need $100,000 down. Rule of thumb for SBA. If you're not using SBA, you're looking at probably $200,000 down. So the easiest way is to find somebody that has money that believes in the business and all of those things. They're going to want a partnership stake. They're going to want first money out when there's profits, but you need to be able to plan for that. Most people that I talk to, oh, I want to buy this business zero down. Do you know somebody that can do all that stuff? And it's like, whether it's real estate or a business, there's a lot of people out there that say, you can do all this zero down and I did it too. Well, great. That's 1%. For the rest of us, you need to have some earnest capital. And whether it's through leverage of personal assets, cash on hand, having another investor, that's the first step. Because trying to do everything with complete zero down and doing all of these hoops and jumping through to try to find a business, it's going to limit your pool potentially to a business that it's going to be a turnaround. It's going to need a lot of things. Much better that before you go down this process, 
you identify somebody that's willing to invest some capital into the process. And there's different ways to make that money worth more. Absolutely true. For an example, in one of the deals that I'm doing, we were able to get a bridge. And when you get a bridge, normally you need to provide half of the asset, but it's a way to get more money. So say you need a million dollars. They might help you. You bring 500, they bring 500, and you're going to pay money for that bridge, probably 20 points. But that's actually kind of cheap when I think about it. Actually, right now with interest rates, you know, it could be 25, but there's ways to get some additional capital. You just need to have a really good plan and know that that business is going to cash flow properly. Most people don't know how to do that. And that's where a guide, I'll highlight Roland Frazier, he's got a very good guide for doing cash flow analysis. But some of those strategies are going to limit who you can work with. And if you want to find the business that's the most structurally stable, working properly, it's going to be a lot easier if you can bring some capital to the table. Whether that's doing a HELOC or whatever it might be, even if it's just short-term debt and you're getting a bridge and doing some other strategies that are available, you need to be able to have some earnest capital available up front. Now, if you'd like some more information on how I break down deals to see if it's worth doing, I'm happy to spend time and space to go through that. Um, it's a relatively simple process when you understand how finance works. Um, a lot of the times, I don't need to do an NDA with a business to identify if it makes sense to be an acquisition target. I can just look at what they put out on, say, biz buy sell. I can look at what their ratios are and tell pretty much immediately if that deal is going to cash flow. So I hope that's helpful to you. If you do have questions, obviously reach out to me, uh, website growwithdelta.com. You can reach me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Mike Demo. Happy to help, happy to have the conversation. And if you are looking for a guide to take you through some of that stuff, I'm happy to have a conversation about a very low cost way that that partnership might look to work. So again, I wish you all the best in your search. Just make sure that you get all the information up front before you buy a course, because at the end of the day, there's enough businesses for sale right now where with a little bit of capital, you can do a lot of really great things. Hope you have a blessed day.